Monday, Thursday. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And then they twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand and knelt in front of him and mocked him. Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head. Again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe. and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, Here is your mother. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, darkness came over the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice. Eloi! Eloi! Lama! Saba! Dana! Which means... My God! My God! Why have you forsaken me? One of the criminals who hung there with Jesus hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us! But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said. Since you are under the same sentence, We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him. I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Later, knowing that all was now complete, and so that, 
the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirsty. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour, for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him Including the women who had followed him from Galilee Stood at a distance watching these things
It's Monday Thursday, the day on which Jesus was arrested. And Monday Thursday is the beginning of a process that takes us to the cross. The cross where Jesus is to be crucified. Now when they take Jesus out to be crucified, Jesus is crucified in a very public place. In other words, that means lots of people saw what was happening. Now, where do you think you would have fit in that day based on what you think about Jesus today? Would you have been like the guy I call Sam? Sam was on his way home and he had to get to work. So as he was coming down the hill, he comes up on the hill of Calvary and Sam gets upset because all these people are blocking the roadway um, watching this crucifixion. You know how it is when you're driving along the highway and all of a sudden the traffic slows down tremendously and um, you realize that there's been an accident. And so people are slowing down so that they can look and see what has happened. Nobody really plans to get involved. They just want to see what happened. So are you like Sam who you, 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 you see Jesus on the cross as nothing more than a momentary distraction or inconvenience in your life at worst? Oh sure, you may have heard about Jesus, but going near him in the near the cross is the last thing on your mind. Or would you have been more like the woman who was at the cross who was crying and wailing? You could hear her crying out at the cross. She was yelling, My son, my son, how could you have done this to my son? And she sobbed uncontrollably until her husband finally said, Come on, honey, we should go. I knew it was a mistake to let you come and see this. But our son is getting what he's deserved. He chose a life of crime, and now it's caught up him with him. You see, the woman, she was there at the cross weeping, but she wasn't weeping for Jesus. She and her husband had come to the cross not to see Jesus. They were there for one of the other criminals who had been crucified. They saw Jesus, but they didn't really see him. It was their son who was crucified whom they were looking for. And that son meant far more to them than Jesus ever could. As a matter of fact, the suffering of Jesus that day meant nothing to them. They were totally unaware of a need for Jesus in their lives. And they were going on about their business, leaving Jesus to his fate on the cross. Maybe that's where you are today. You don't know why Jesus was on the cross or what it was he was doing there. You are really more concerned about your own problems than with Jesus. You really don't think Jesus is all that important in life. Or maybe you're like the guy who I'll call Rick. Rick came to the cross because he heard about Jesus and all the miracles he had done. Rick had heard the story that it was a couple of weeks ago that Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. And Rick was thinking, wow, that's pretty impressive. But Rick didn't get to see it for himself. So he rushes down to the cross. 
Because he doesn't know if Jesus really is who he claims to be. But Rick is thinking, if Jesus does a miracle on that cross and come down from that cross, then Rick just might start believing in him. My friends, if you're anything like Rick, you're operating on the false belief that God has to prove himself to you in a dramatic fashion in order to win your allegiance. So with the crowd, you're cheering on the group that's saying, if he is the son of God, let him come down off the cross so that we might believe. The problem with this kind of thinking is that you do not realize how serious a matter your sin is. You see, you are trying to bargain your soul over proof beyond a reasonable doubt. But I want you to know, anyone who comes to the cross has to come in faith. Nothing else will allow the work of Christ to cleanse them from their sin. You see, if Jesus had have chosen to do something spectacular for us to see on the cross, he wouldn't have died for our sins. And we would still be lost. But Jesus wasn't about impressing others. Jesus was about doing what needed to be done in order for you and I to be saved. Or would you have been like one of the soldiers who came to the cross, not because they wanted to, but because it was their job. The soldiers didn't care about Jesus one way or the other. They had to be at the cross. When they looked at Jesus, the only thing they saw was a chance to get ahead economically. Well, Jesus wasn't going to be needing his clothes after this day was over, so one of them got his shoes, another one got his cloak, another one got his scarf, but then they came to the most valuable part of all, which was this beautiful tunic that was woven as one piece, and they couldn't cut that up and divide it amongst themselves. So somebody came up with the idea of, let's roll dice to see who would get it. You see, the soldiers were not interested in Jesus dying for their sins or what that would mean for them. They just wanted Jesus to die so they could get his stuff and go home. They were more interested in what they could get out of Jesus in this life than anything spiritually. You know, it is so easy for us to use Jesus as our way maker who is going to bless us financially. We're not all that interested in obedience, in a changed life, in living for Jesus. We're just happy if Jesus will simply bless us with what we want. Oh, we might come to church and to Bible study, not out of a love for Jesus Christ, but out of duty, just like the soldiers. Our family expects us to go to church, or even worse, makes us go to church, just like the soldiers commanded, commanders made them go to the cross. And when we go, like the soldiers, we're only looking at Jesus on the cross for what's in it for me. You see, when Pilate offered to release Jesus as a yearly favor done at the Passover, the crowd yelled back, 
not Jesus, but Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a known criminal. He was both a murderer and an insurrectionist. He knew that he was condemned to die. But I wonder, I wonder if Barabbas even bothered to go by the cross to see the guy that was being crucified in his place. You see, Jesus was his ticket to freedom. I wonder if Barabbas was grateful for Jesus dying in his place or did Barabbas think, hey, Jesus was just an unlucky bum in the wrong place at the wrong time. I wonder if Barabbas was too busy celebrating his good fortune to be bothered with going to see Jesus hanging on a cross that day. Are you so celebrating your life and your good fortune that you don't have time to go down to the cross? Or would you have been like the only disciple of the twelve that we know of that actually made it to the cross? The disciple John, he came to the cross. I think John came to the cross seeking forgiveness. For John knew that he had turned his back on Jesus hours earlier in his time of need. But now John was willing to risk whatever the cost was to try and get close to Jesus just one more time. And when John was there at the cross, John was close enough both to see the eyes of Jesus and to hear the voice of Jesus. I wonder, what was it like for him to see Jesus all battered and swollen and beat up and blood all over his body? This had to be a far cry from the way Jesus had looked days earlier riding into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. Everybody was saying how great and wonderful he was. This has to look a lot different from the Jesus who had sat down earlier at the communion table with him and shared that supper with the disciples. John came to the cross willing to do whatever Jesus required of him. For John's goal was to fulfill Jesus' last request of him, whatever it might be. And Jesus had a job for John to do. He told John, he says, from now on, I want you to take care of my mother as if she was your own. And the scriptures tell us from that time on, the disciple took her into his home. My friends, I want you to know, the best reason to come to the cross is to come with an understanding that Jesus Christ is taking your place on the cross and that Jesus Christ is dying for your sin and that God is doing what is necessary for you to be saved. Therefore, you must be ready to do whatever Jesus requires of you. You see, there has been a life swap. His life for your life. And your life is no longer your own to live however you want to live. 
The cross is about knowing that death is a journey that all of us are on. But it most definitely is not the end. The people at the cross, they don't know about the resurrection. But one of the criminals on the cross recognizes that things with Jesus are not all over. He realizes that Jesus riding into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday was ushering in a new kingdom, a kingdom that was different than what everybody had expected. He therefore realized that there was a kingdom that Jesus was over that had not yet come. And so he asked Jesus, he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In other words, he was putting all of his hope, his faith, his confidence, and his trust in Jesus Christ and what Jesus Christ could do for him spiritually. And Jesus rewarded him by saying, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. In other words, Jesus was telling him, when you die, you've got something to look forward to. My friends, this night, will you join me at the cross to meet the Savior of the world so that you can be put in a right relationship with God. I don't care who you are or what you have done. If you will admit, Lord, I am a sinner. I need you in my life. I invite you in to cleanse me from the sin I have and I invite you to have authority over my life. Friends, those simple words will guarantee you a spot in the kingdom of God. And you know that when you die, you've got something to look forward to. Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you that Jesus Christ went to the cross because you, our Heavenly Father, want us to be in a right relationship with you when we leave this planet and even while we are here today. God, touch us all. Help us to see we all need Jesus every day of our lives. For it's in his name we pray. Amen.
So I